Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court and other court issues as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and today I have back on the show is uh, Anne O'Keefe Rogers and her husband, Joe Rogers. So I have Joe and Ann Rogers on, and they are going to talk about the resources for alienated parents and the Resolution Center in Jacksonville, Florida, and all the progress that has been made over that Parental Alienation Day in April. So we're going to talk about all sorts of things today. So how are you both doing this evening? Very well, thank you. We're doing great. Oh, good. <laughs> So how was your day? Is everybody tired? <laughs> After a nice three-day weekend, it was kind of hard to get back to work, but you know, we're, we're back at it and nice and rested and refreshed. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I've been, I've been okay. I've been kicking around. I'm still here. <laughs> so, you know, tell me what kind of resources do you have for alienated parents? Um, we have, th there's a lot of resources, Marianne, and first of all, thank you so much for having the podcast so that we can provide the resources and so that alienated parents know. Um, Dr. Mark Roseman has support groups throughout the summer for alienated parents, and those are on his website. Adina Leibowitz has support groups as well, and it's those are both virtual as well as in-person support groups. And just a, a quick definition here for people who might be new to parental alienation. Parental alienation is also known as coercive control or ambiguous loss. It's also known as domestic violence by proxy. So the reason why there all these resources exist is because of the millions of parents who are going through parental alienation, Miriam, as mm -hmm. you know, and that's been a, a consistent theme of your podcast. The resources, therefore, have to be multiple and kind of complex. So the support groups that Dr. Mark and Adina Leibowitz offer, those are some great ones. Dr. Mark also puts out a magazine, Contemporary Family Magazine, that has a lot of articles and research on parental alienation. Uh, in April, on International Parental Alienation Awareness Day, we had a faith-based retreat called From Sorrow to Strength, and we had nine presenters who spoke, and they were 20-minute long talks, and it totals about two hours of resources from a faith-based perspective for alienated parents because many parents know that faith, prayer, and meditation are the only way that one is going to get through this horrid experience of parental alienation. So when an alienated parent can gather with others to learn and to have that perspective, that framework of faith, uh, we've, we were able to serve over 40 parents on April 25th through that retreat. And we're going to have another complimentary showing of the retreat on June 12th at 9 a.m. Eastern. 
and the details are in the Jacksonville Parental Alienation Journey Facebook group. So we are having a, a complimentary free showing of that retreat at 9 a.m. Eastern on June 12th. It's a preview or a gift in advance of Father's Day. Dr. Mark Roseman is hosting a meet and greet on Father's Day, especially for alienated fathers. Right now, we're between Mother's Day and Father's Day. And there, I'm going to let Joe speak to that alienated stepfather experience, but mm -hmm. alienated fathers right now are not looking forward to that because they will not be with their children on Father's Day. Mm -hmm. So it's important to know about all the different resources and your, your book, Marianne, is another resource. I also wrote a book called Holding It All Together, A Data-Driven Guide to Parental Alienation, where I compiled the, the best research in short excerpts of, of what is out there as far as the research and the best practices for getting through parental alienation. So, so those are some of the resources. Maybe Joe can share. Yeah, those are very good resources. Uh, one of the things that I would like to bring up as a step parent, and I've I brought this up before. Uh, the first time that I heard about it uh, from Anne, I was like, "Wow, how can this be? It it is so counterintuitive," and it's it's scary mm -hmm. because it, it is so unnatural. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I started doing research and going to meetings and talking to others, and that enlightened me quite a bit. Now, as far as a step parent or anybody actually that is going through it sometimes they don't realize what they are going through and they don't realize it has a name so we need to be able to name it for them once once they realize that it has a name then we can start you know hopefully helping them uh, that you know we probably can't solve the issue, but we can help them uh, resolve some of their conflicts. Mm -hmm. um, now, as a step-parent, uh, you know, I, I kind of got dropped into this without knowing what was mm -hmm. going on. And it does take a lot of resilience to, uh, to study and maintain a relationship. It, it does create stress. So my point is the, uh, the parents that are going through this or step parents, they're not alone. They might be feeling a lot of pain, bewilderment, um, isolation 
but we need to be out there to support them because that's exactly what the the alienators want. They mm -hmm. want to create that, and uh, they want to break up relationships. As as weird as that sounds, that's mm -hmm. their goal. It is. So uh, when I look at it, you know, thankfully I have Anne, who's very strong. I have a very strong uh, faith uh, perspective, and I have a very strong family. Mm -hmm. So I can rely on that and my friends and 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 everything, but. When you go through a divorce, a high conflict divorce, and everything is ripped away from you, you lose a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So I, I want parents and step parents, especially, to know they're not alone. We, I know their pain. I feel mm -hmm. their. And I think Joe touched on something uh, with being disruptive to relationships. That is what an alienator does, and they're disruptors. There was pre previously a peaceful and loving relationship between the parent and the child, and the narcissistic, alienating parent seeks to destroy that. And so by being a disruptor to something that was peaceful and loving and as nature intended, for parent and child to have a good and healthy relationship, that is the intentionality. And it's important to shine a light on that. The courts, obviously, the courts don't provide mental health services. They don't, they might order a psyche eval, but they're not in the business of healing families. Mm -mm. And you and I both know that many times the exact opposite mm -hmm. happens where families are absolutely destroyed because of the court system. Because of the, the disruptor, the alienator, has been able to completely flip a loving relationship between parent and child on its head. Mm -hmm. So why do they do this? <clears throat> uh, I call this my cookie cutter theory. You can, I've, been to so many meetings, so many groups, and you could give me a name and say, uh, so-and-so is keeping me from my kids, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you your story. Usually it involves someone with a broken brain, either a narcissist, a sociopath, or a psychopath, or some combination within that realm and probably not diagnosed by a doctor, but they do have those traits because you have to understand that these people are sick and they will never go to a doctor because that's below them. Mm -hmm. So that's my cookie cutter. Um, but it, it happens so often and so we ask, why do they do this? Because they are broken people. Something happened at some point 
in their lives and they cannot let others see their pain. So now you or whoever was married to them uh, and you got close enough, you know their secrets. Well, now that you saw the light and broke away from them, they cannot have their secrets revealed, so they will destroy you with whatever means possible. And that means bringing in the kids, which is, again, so unnatural, but they will do it because they are hurting so bad, but they don't even see it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I think uh, that that's pretty much a, a good uh, summation of what the experience is of parental alienation and people who parents who have gone through it for years, like you and I, Marianne. We mm -hmm. we we kind of know this, and just like. I would suspect you probably would say the same thing, you know, as far as a cookie cutter, that when the parents who reach out to you, Marianne, I would suspect there's some, a lot of commonalities, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with uh, my spouse, who is a step-parent, or I was told you can't call someone a step-parent unless that parent is dead. So they are <laughs> a stand-in parent have you ever heard that no you know that <laughs> so that's uh, i've been lectured on that but um whatever you know stand in step parent whatever they they get hurt too when this happens oh. i mean it's very hurtful oh, i mean, it, it, I mean it, i'm sorry joe i'm sorry. i don't mean to know oh, it, it, it's terrible it is i was not brought up this way and uh, I, again, the first time I heard about it from Anne, I'm like, what did you do? And that's a very common response. And then I heard what she did. And I'm like, well, you're a loving mother that provided all this. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? And, you know, I, I read an awful lot. So I, you know, dove into it and I'm like, oh, wow, there's, there's so much in this. It is so sad. Mm -hmm. uh, Marianne, one of the resources too, um, is, is the book that you wrote, Dismantling Family Court Corruption. If the parents who've reached out to you since you wrote that book and also through your podcast, um, are there any, what have you heard? Can you, are there any themes or trends that you've you've seen in the in the contacts that you've you've gotten from parents? Right. I have parents sending me screenshots of texts where the one parent is saying, "Don't let this parent know about the party." Is what they're telling the kid. You know, playing game playing. It's and I just feel so sorry for people going through this. All they want to do is have their time allotted with their with their kiddo that the judge has ordered because the judge has now interfered in the relationship between the parent and the child. 
and the judge really doesn't care about how much time is allotted and the judge doesn't care if the opposing lets her client get away with um, skipping visitation that should have been gone to the other parent. There's no consequence. No, there's no, absolutely no accountability. None at all. You can even uh, perjure yourself at this point. And we have seen this where mm. someone will blatantly perjure themselves and there's no consequence. Right. Oh, I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it, and you can't do anything. It's, it, it, you don't have enough money to do anything. You can't change, once, once that train is leaving, Mm -hmm. it, it's done yeah, it can't be those words can't be unspoken and, they're, and the thing is they're taken so seriously and the judge just sits back and he just takes it all and he doesn't even question thoroughly question a liar I mean I would like to see a judge thoroughly question a liar a, a personality disorder that's very keen and um within the lying scope well a lot of the people that are the perpetrators of these crimes this child abuse we know they're narcissists or they have narcissistic um, tendencies mm -hmm. well a lot of judges and lawyers do too so they are all in the same boat. Now, not every single one of them. There are some good judges and some good lawyers. I've never seen one, <laughs> but I've heard there are some good ones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they stroke each other's egos. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and who are you? Here's what happens with narcissists. Who are you to tell me I'm wrong? Mm -hmm. it, they build each other up. They, they play golf together. They're in the same clubs. It, it's all a big game. And, and many favors. Yeah. yeah, they're all, they're all in that same community, their own network. Um, what I do like as far as something that's a little bit more positive and hopeful is that there are places uh, like Resolution Center of Jacksonville is mm -hmm. where uh, if parents do decide to divorce, they can go the mediation route, mm -hmm. which is much less costly than using lawyers. And in this part of the country, for example, uh, one could have uh, a, a legally mediated divorce separation uh, for between $2,500 to $5,000, as opposed to there is a case right now that is going on at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, and just the legal fees alone is over $300,000, okay? And these, these I, and I know with celebrities, you can have millions and millions of dollars, I realize that, but quite frankly, $300,000 is a very, very nice house. Why, mm -hmm. would, why would one spend the equivalent of a house, the cost of a, of a home, to attorneys when that money could be used and invested for the kids college or for any number of things that are life-giving and productive 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll answer that. Because a narcissist has secrets that they cannot reveal. So they will spend whatever it takes and they will drag you through the mud to keep those secrets mm-hmm. locked. And, and that is true. And typically, the narcissistic parent will have a lawyer who is also exhibits narcissistic behaviors because they gravitate towards that. So that is going to be the end result. The, the more favorable result that would be lovely and does happen, even though that hasn't been my experience, are the parents who are able to coolly, calmly, and rationally recognize why should I line the pockets of a lawyer? Why couldn't I just save that money for the children and for the future? And so I, I do think it's important for parents who are in the early stages to know that there are options and um, there are shades of uh, gradation with uh, narcissistic behaviors. And for those parents who are able to navigate the mediation process, it is so much better. And uh, I think what, what teen is doing at the Resolution Center is something that can be done nationwide for those who are able to do it. But he's able to do it, but it's something that I think more and more judges are seen as a very viable alternative that should be supported and hopefully replicated. I agree with that. However, when you turn your back on a narcissist, they will do whatever it takes to get back at you. So sometimes when you go to mediation, even let's back up, even when you're still married to one mm-hmm. and you go to therapy, a lot of times you'll go two or three times and the therapist may not take sides, but the narcissist feels that the therapist is getting too close and they all of a sudden say, well, this doctor doesn't know what they're doing. They're a screwball. We need to go somewhere else. So you go through three, four, five therapists, and it's the same thing. And it's, they start, the therapists actually start honing in on the narcissist, and they can't handle that. So it, it would be great to go and mediate, but the chances of that are almost nil. It, it, it is so, because the narcissist can't, can't take that chance. Have you seen anything like this? Yeah, oh, <laughs> these narcissists usually somehow hook up with with the right attorney that knows and maybe even has a relationship with the judge. Yes. So that's how they win. And they're doing favors and they're also doing financial favors for say, for instance, if their their kid is going to uh, run for judge, they may donate money towards that campaign. 
And so then that judge is going to be like, oh, he's before me with his um, client. I'm just going to let him win. And I've seen that. That's, that's happened. I, I really uh, have no words for the family court system, but it does have got to be, it's got to be abolished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. It's, uh, it's not a place for families. And no. I think I read recently somewhere that family and court shouldn't even be in the same sentence. No, no. And the, the thing is, you know, there are people that try to mediate and people can mediate even if you have someone who's difficult to deal with. But um, the problem is, let's say you're mediating and you're doing okay co-parenting and then that, that ex meets a new person comes into their life mm-hmm. and they start saying, wait a minute, What's going on in this relationship? And they start asking financial questions, what they shouldn't be asking. And that's what they have to address in mediation is in the future, when you meet someone in your life that is a potential spouse, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they have got to stand back and stay out of the co-parenting relationship. Absolutely. And, and it's, uh, you know, every, 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 it's it's like a business contract that, has been broken when there's a divorce that contract has been broken so what that means is now that the contract is broken but there's still children that is what has to be dealt with in the best way possible not only for the child but for the parent because it, it's it's the both and and you can't just say oh well you know <sighs> That, that, that a judge is more qualified to say that they know what's best for a child when you and I both know, Marianne, parents are the primary educators of their children. They are the ones who are supposed to be mentoring and guiding and bringing their child to adulthood. And then once they're adults, to, you know, go into that role of being a, a parent of an adult child. It's not supposed to go according to a court order of a judge who doesn't has only spent, you know, maybe 45 minutes with well, the parent. Plus, keep in mind that uh, most lawyers, uh, they went to law school. They are not scientists. They're not engineers, for the most part. There are a few. But they are taught in law school to pick and choose the facts so that they win. Mm-hmm. It's not about the true facts or reality, it's pick and choose so that you win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it's a, it's a devil's game. It's. And, but the, the you know, thing is, is that for parents who have been divorced for years, they find themselves suddenly becoming expert on the revised code of their laws because of the situation that's so messed up. Mm-hmm. And Marianne, I'm sure you would agree. You never would have become as smart on the law if it hadn't been for this experience. I know I wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known that Florida is a reunification state and apparently Ohio is not. Is Pennsylvania considered a reunification state? I have never heard that it was. I never saw anything regarding that. 
You know, I refer to my state, which is Pennsylvania, PA, parental alienation state. No. I hate to say it, but that's how I look at it because I've talked to so many parents that have been through this. It's, it's just getting old. You know what I mean? It's just getting so sad for these kids that should have normal childhoods without, you know, carefree childhoods is what they should be having instead of having a parent tell them to, you know, I don't know, brainwash them or Stockholm syndrome them. They should be left alone. Well, yeah, we talked about this last night, um, about the, well, and today again, the names for PA, and you can call it whatever. We, we call it PA because it's easier, but there's pathogenic parenting, brainwashing, alienating or programming, mouthing, mm-hmm. family violence abuse by proxy, ambient abuse. But the bottom line is, it is all child abuse. Right. We need to address that. And, and even though we're all going through uh, the stages of it now, and it is so painful, it's the children that are suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're taking a, a, you know, we know, as humans, and this is science, uh, the human brain does not develop until it's 25 or 28 years old, sometimes longer. I think mine took until I was 32 or 62. I'm not sure. So um, you're, you're messing with a brain because it's not developed. They don't have the skills. So it's this is evil stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's evil too. I would go with that. Anyone who would do this to a child would have to be pretty evil. And, you know, when you know people in your life that are like this, it's just absolutely repulsive. Oh, it's terrible. And then, but again, people will ask, well, why did they do it? Well, because they have no empathy. They don't see what they're doing to the kids. Their ultimate goal is to destroy someone who knows something about them. It's the narcissist. It's the evil narcissist that mm-hmm. cannot let their secrets go they, they just can't shine, they're, they're, can't shine a light on them yeah they, mm-hmm. they uh they're hurting they're broken mm-hmm. well I mean, and also we're all broken, so. well yeah and i also think they're trying to get even with that other parent for leaving or or maybe they they bought a new car or a house you know they they are the ones that stir the pot <laughs> and and what they do is they just keep running this parent back into the courtroom. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the legal yeah. abuse just sometimes doesn't end until you're forced to go pro se and um, just wing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and 
you're going through a meat grinder every time you go into the courts. It's, well, you know that. I mm -hmm. it, it is so painful. So we've we've gone over the the yucky all the, the yucky and uh, the trauma part because we know alienated parents all have some form of PTSD. Mm -hmm. It's important to be aware of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the, the good parts, the parts that one can, a parent can grow from, and the the community. The friends that I made, I, I think I may have mentioned before, maybe on the previous podcast that I had with you, Marianne, um, I pray daily with mm -hmm. another alienated mom. She lives in Ohio. And we, we pray for our exes and our children by name. And we've done that for over six years now. And that's the kind of, of thing. That's that's what will get one through. So when the and the plane is going down, tell you to put your, your air mask on first and then your child. And if we want to be strong and healthy parents, if and when our children choose to come back, we have to have a, 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 full, a full life, a complete life. And that means getting smart on these relationship dynamics, having healthy relationships, healthy marriages, healthy friendships, healthy family relationships. It means um, even though we miss our children terribly, making sure that we're, we're doing everything we can to stay as healthy and as engaged in life as possible. And you, you can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you you don't have, and quite frankly, you can't do it alone. The alienated parent really cannot go on this journey by themselves. And so when we reach out to other alienated parents to help them, we're really helping ourselves. So you're like, you're, for example, your book, Marianne, I, I mean, I don't know how many copies it sold, but it's, it's helped so many parents. Dr. Mark's Magazine, mm -hmm. same thing helped so many parents that's that's, excellent. we need to really encourage each other because it is so effing hard mm -hmm. to on this path but we have to encourage each other as it is, it is draining i've been through many things i spent 26 years in the air force been overseas many times this is far more draining mm -hmm. um but Anne talks about taking care of yourself, sleep, eat right, exercise, meditate, pray, you know, show yourself compassion, uh, connect with others, and then, you know, read, study, attend therapy sessions, PA meetings, support groups, again, pray. But, you know, when you go to support groups, you may be giving support more than you're receiving because there's other people on this journey that are on a, uh, a different timeline than you are. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started, it's been five, six years ago, seven years ago, I was new to it. I think Ann was fairly new to it too. And it was a, 
a cry session. Mm-hmm. And now it's, we see others cry and we're supportive of them because it is so bad. It's so devastating. But go and realize that you're on a journey. Mm-hmm. And there will be an outcome and hopefully a good one. But go and let that out and, and find support. There, there's community and being connected is very powerful. Yes. And then and pray, meditate, whatever you need to do, uh, that is powerful also. Every, almost every, uh, I would say 99% of parents that I've met are very spiritual. Mm -hmm. So it's very important. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when you are spiritual and you're putting everything in God's hands, including your children, and the whole situation, and the whole court situation, you have to, I, this is easier said than done. Just let, let it go. And when I was going through this, my husband was working out of town, lucky him. <laughs> so when he would call me in the evenings, you know, like what happened? And I, we would only talk about court for maybe 10 minutes. And then we talk about his day. And, you know, I, I didn't want to um, drag him down because he had a hard job. And we just talked about other things and we happily got off the phone. So that's just how we kind of kept it together. It's hard. And like you said, if a person is being alienated and they're, they have no support system, it's very, it's very hard on them. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Well, that's again, as uh, a narcissist tries to, you know, not only alienate you from your children, but they try to isolate you from your support groups. And they've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. So now you don't have family, you don't have friends, you don't have church. And it's a, they're very skilled at this because they need, they need everything. Right. A supply. Yeah. The narcissistic supply. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so let people know. Let you know parents know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of compassion for the step parents and the significant others, significant others, and grandparents, and Mm -hmm. and those who we you know. As painful as it is, we can sit and talk. So, well, and Marianne, what you're doing with your podcast—that's such a support to so many parents who can get online anytime and listen to the parents and professionals who you've had on. You are providing that support. So, thank you for everything you're doing, Marianne, because you're a rock star. Oh well, thank you. I think you are too. Well, we, we do what we can, right? Well, I think you're doing very well. You know, it's hard. It's hard. You know, even when you have a spouse and you are supported, it's, I mean, it's still 
it weighs heavy on you. You know, Mother's Day, you know, how many years we've gone through Mother's Day, but you know what? We know that at the end of our lives, Marianne, we're not answering to any county judge. We're not answering to anybody here on earth. We're, we're answering to the God who made us. Right. That we are answering to at the end of our lives. And I can tell you who the alienators will be answering to. I, oh. Oh, yes, they will. Yes. Uh, I mean, I've gone talking to parents about, you know, they say, well, I don't know, you know, if there's a hell for these people. It's like, yes, there is. God made hell. God made a heaven. God made a hell. He knew there was evil. The perfect balance of justice and mercy, but it is a perfect balance of mercy and justice. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you have any advice you'd like to offer anyone? Like, can they get in touch with you or? Um, uh, people can get in touch with me through my email, O'KeefeRogers at gmail.com. The Jacksonville Parental Alienation Journey Facebook group is another way you can get in touch with Joe and I. It is a private group, but alienated parents are, are definitely welcome to join. And there are a lot of resources there on that Facebook group, too. So the advice I would give is, is definitely reach out uh, if, if you need any assistance at all. Uh, and Dr. Mark Roseman, like I said, he has the support groups that's actually starting tomorrow. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, next week. Next week. Um, and that's a six-week series over the summer. And it's important to be able to connect with other alienated parents, either in a support group or through private message. Yeah, and don't be shy. Um, we are all fallen. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. So you, know, you may think you have a unique story, and everybody, I guess, does have a unique story, but it's not a bad one. So come and talk. We'll, we'll, you know, if you need to talk, reach out to somebody and if it's we can always connect you with somebody if it's not us we can certainly uh, connect you with somebody else who can yeah Mm -hmm. i find when people want to connect with me and they'll give me their number and i will leave a message and then they don't call me back and i'm like oh i hope everything's okay right yes yeah, and that's where you again you, you you turn it over. You do what you can, you turn it over the rest to God because He sees everything. He sees He sees the pain of alienated parents. Mm-hmm. And our faith teaches us that this suffering can be redeemed. Mm-hmm. So and there's a reason for it. That's right. We just don't know it yet. Right. Hmm. Well, I'd like to have you both on again at some point because I, there's other things I'd like to talk about too. Um, sure. But, you know, we'll set up another time. Okay. Sounds sure. great. Okay. Thank All right. you.
And oh, Thanks. sure. <laughs> you're all right. Oh, are you so, all right? Uh, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm fine. I was going to read the outro. <laughs> Hang on, though. <laughs> Hang on. Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice Poems of Truth. Join us again uh, with uh, Joe and Anna um, Rogers, and we will talk again. We'll have other guests on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marianne. You're the best.